Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of That's Entertaining. This week, we complete our look at the world of male modeling with Zoolander 2. Written and directed by Ben Stiller. Well, co-written, actually. And starring, said Ben Stiller. Joining me to complete our look at the male modeling world is the fabulous, the ever-well-dressed, smart-looking-in-glasses, Alex Duwehi. I'm glad this is just an audio recording. (laughs) (laughs) So, before we get into it, we had some comments uh, on the last episode that kind of liked us talking again about some things before getting into the meat of the episode. So, just real quick, this movie uh, obviously opened up with another movie, you know, last night. And... I gotta say that I was, I, I knew that this movie wasn't gonna be, you know, sold out. And <laughs> I, I walked in, I, this is the latest I've ever been to a an opening night movie. So I walked up there at the show start time, quote unquote, is at 7.30. Mm-hmm. Then there's like 15 minutes of previews. And so I walked in there. Not a lot of people in the theater was able to pretty much walk. There was one person ahead of me getting tickets, and I walked ahead of you. You stopped at the Fandango thing to, yep. to pick up your tickets because you per, you bought ahead, as you should typically do. I on wanted night. to make sure my seats were reserved. Yes, and as, I would recommend that. I usually always buy tickets beforehand. I, I didn't feel the need to do it for this movie, but so I walked up to the You're concessions area. Hey, here's another thing too. So opening night movies, right? Deadpool was opening, and right. I think there was another movie that was opening. And Star Wars is still playing; it's still big, still strong. Right. The Revenant. There's a lot of things that are at the theaters right now. The actual box office where you buy your tickets portion was closed. Yes, you don't <laughs> buy them there. They had this big, awesome looking box office. They close it. They have a couple electronic kiosks now. But you just go up to the concession stand yeah. and buy your ticket. So it's like, just go to the concession stand and buy your tickets. They're, they they didn't staff enough people to, to man the box office actual area, which obviously didn't need to, to be done. Because I, I go up there and I, I'm talking to you as we're waiting in line, because I think you're getting some concessions as well. And I say, you know, I'm sure pretty sure we're probably... You know, not there's probably not that many buying tickets for Zoolander. It's probably all Deadpool. And the guy behind the concession stand, he nods and says, like, yeah, pretty much everybody is here for Deadpool. And I'm like, really? How, how many people are here for Zoolander? He's like, I think you're the second. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, and, and the guy, this is at 7.30, this, the start time. So we go in there, buy our concessions. We leisurely take our time. And I say, hey, I'm going to go check things out in the theater, see what it looks like in there. And you're like, hey, if it's possible, get us a seat in the middle. You know, and I'm like, okay. So I go in there, and I like I look, and there is two people at the top, in the middle, and I'm like, okay. And this is a small theater too, so it's not like you need to sit way back to see the whole thing. Like I'm used to seeing IMAX, and you're like you had to kind of sit way back. This is a smaller theater, so like you're looking at it, and you don't have to sit way. You could even sit in like the the pit, as we call it, and see this in this theater. And this is the premiere episode. Or the premiere showing of Zoolander 2. So I'm like, okay, well, I got full reign pretty much, except for two seats of where to pick. So I pick one of my favorite spots on the on these smaller theaters, which is 
like the first row up, mm-hmm. and you got like this railing that you aren't supposed to put your feet and stuff on, but it's there for t- convenience and safety. <laughs> it's there for safety, so you don't fall off. So chose those two prime locations. You uh, and your fiance shortly follow in, and then there are five of us in this theater watching trailers, and then eventually, I think there's a group of maybe was it four or five girls that yeah. came in that sat like you know two or three rows behind us. That was it. Mm-hmm. Maybe ten people at the opening showing of this movie. You know, I've, I I don't often go to see comedy movies, so maybe this is typical for comedies. I usually go see action movies. I usually am the crowd that goes and sees, you know, Fantastic Four or something like that on opening night. And I reference Fantastic Four because that's the only showing that I can remember that had so few people. I mean, Zoolander 2 was less people in the theater than Fantastic Four. But I only bring it up for for comparison's sake. Why do you you think that is? Why do I think it is that there were so few people? Yeah, I mean, ten people—that's that's pretty atrocious. That's, and and this movie got a decent amount of exposure, a decent amount of publicity. But again, we see that Zoolander doesn't quite get the recognition that, I mean, certainly that the first one deserved, and a lot of people might choose to see the second one based on how they the first thought one. of the first one. Mm-hmm. So, why is it the way that it is? I mean, it's it's hard to say. Maybe people weren't. I mean, okay, so we we talked about this too. It's kind of weird, right, that opening this week, there might be one maybe quote-unquote Valentine's Day or romantic movie to go see, right? Because Sunday is Valentine's Day. This movie obviously has nothing to do with Valentine's Day. <laughs> there's I, a, I, kind of a love connection in there. I, I mean, sure. <laughs> then there's Deadpool, which quote-unquote is a, a love story. Uh, of sorts, <laughs> and I think there's a, a legit movie that's about a love somewhere that's coming out this week too. But it's kind of weird because you would think that the crowd that would say, "Hey, let's go see a movie for Valentine's Day," might opt to go see Zoolander. But then again, that crowd, the Zoolander doesn't demand the crowd that Star Wars or that you know any Marvel movie would get that would right. go flocking to see the 7 o'clock, 7.30 showing on a Thursday night, the very first showing. Obviously, yeah. Most people, I mean, it would be a better zeitgeist test to really to see uh, what, what the theaters look like on a Friday or on a Saturday uh, of a weekend to kind of see what it would be like. But if it's any indication what we saw, the 10, maybe 10 people in our theater, I think that this movie might not... Do so hot this opening weekend. Well, and I know it's only been one day, and like you said, it might be hard to judge it because it's not a Friday night, you know, or a Saturday night or a prime time. Prime? Because so, <coughs> if I'm being honest, not every movie that opens up needs to premiere on Thursday night. It could right. premiere on Friday night. I mean, I prefer it for Thursday nights. Well, I like for Thursday the bigger nights. releases, like obviously Star Wars, MCU movies, things like that. People, uh, movies that people, groups of people, large groups of people are going to flock to see. Those are the movies that deserve that extra opening night premiere because those are people that it's going to pay premium to be there first. And they want everybody to be able to see it, right? Zoolander, not so much. And I don't know if it would have gotten more people on a Friday night than a Thursday night, maybe. Hopefully. That, That would be what we would like to think, but... 
judging not only by our theater but just by the box office, can you take a guess as to how much money Zoolander made opening night? Are those numbers available? Yeah. $50 million to make the movie. How much do you think they made their very first night? Opening night? Judging by what we saw from our theater, mm-hmm. maybe $6 million at most. Okay. So it is 652000 <laughs> well, Not million. What did the... Do you have the numbers for Deadpool, what it did last night? I can pull it up here, yeah. But, I mean, those numbers are staggering. 652,000. You didn't even cross a million. 12.7 million for for Deadpool. Deadpool. So, dwarfing completely. (laughs) I mean, it's it's staggering. And I I don't... You know, I almost feel bad. I feel like I should go buy another ticket to go see Zoolander and just, like, not even watch it. But... Well, Let's go to Fandango and buy some tickets. You'd be, I mean, and you know, <laughs> in a silly way, you might be doing them a service, but you could say that that's something Derek would do, right? It's the second movie, so I have to buy two tickets. There you go. Yes. So all this discussion aside, I just thought it would be interesting to kind of conjecture about what we saw because I've never really been through that kind of experience in a movie that I, I and I'll say it, I enjoyed. I enjoyed Zoolander Two. It was. Better than I would say Anchorman 2 was to Anchorman. I agree. It was better than Fantastic Four, which is, you know, the other comparison I made earlier. Dark rock bottom, so. Yeah. I mean, you got a little bar there. But this movie doesn't. I'm surprised. At those Very numbers, surprised. yeah, There's less lots than a million stars in these. In this there movie. are you can't. I can't even name all the famous people, all the stars that were in this movie. Yeah, I mean, if we're judging on the plot. I don't really care for the plot. It was a little directionless. Look, it's a plot about male models. What can you do with that? Exactly. It's a satire, and that's what you go in with those expectations. But if anything, you could just go in there, expect to laugh, and see a bunch of funny cameos, and it's a decent movie. So I'm surprised that that didn't get more than 10 people in the theater, more than a million dollars on opening day. Um, yeah, I mean, a million, right? You would expect... How many theaters does it have listed? Do you, do you see that? I don't see that, but, I mean, you can kind of assume, you know, box office, uh, you know, nationwide. I mean, <laughs> Thousands so, of theaters. Yeah. So, for for the theater that we went to as an example, right, there was a 7.30 and then, like, a 10 o'clock showing of Zoolander 2, and it was only in one theater. Mm-hmm. And then Deadpool had the IMAX showing and another one. So at least had two. It may have even had three theaters showing it. So <laughs> I wonder, did Star Wars do more than Zoolander did on its opening day on this? It's uh, on February tenth. <laughs> oh, on February tenth. I mean, I mean, can you, can you see like comparatively uh, a movie that's been out since December eighteenth? That is obviously a huge movie. To a movie that's you know opening night that should have a, a big night more than a million. Did, did Star Wars outperform it on its same day? I will, I will try to find that number as we continue to talk. I can almost guarantee it did. I can almost guarantee that it did, too. I mean, $650,000, that's that's nothing. I mean, you're in thousands of theaters. and I mean, this is a movie with Ben Stiller, Will Ferrell, Owen Wilson, Kristen Wiig, a lot of big names. Yep. 
million ninety two for Star Wars on on just the one day. Million ninety two. <laughs> Oh, I feel I feel bad for Zoolander. That's, but that's awful. So we've kind of discussed what our experience was that that night, you know, and that we enjoyed the film, and that there's a lot of good cameos and actors in it. And mm-hmm. Let's stop beating around the bush. Let's get into our entertaining thoughts. Let's talk about Zoolander two. Alex, what did you think? All about right, the movie. So, so I'm going to start off with the very beginning of the movie because it's one of my favorite parts. Okay? <laughs> it might I'm be. I'm about to tell you why here in a minute, okay? Uh-huh. It starts off, we know that the plot is that someone is going around killing the world's most beautiful people. Okay, now one of my big pet peeves in here is I didn't catch, and if, maybe they didn't even say, who it was. Did they ever reveal who the biker was that was chasing down those beautiful people? Just a minion of, of the bad guy. Okay, so that could have been someone significant. Um, so I, I don't know. That kind of irked me a little bit later in the movie. But we see the a biker mo- motorcycle chasing down a hooded figure. And the hooded figure reveals himself to be Justin Bieber and ends up just assassinating Justin Bieber over and over again. Like, it was, it was a solid minute of just pouring bullets <laughs> into him as he was backed into a corner. And I got to say... It was hysterical. And it was slow motion. It was slow motion. It was it was hysterical. And I heard I, you laughing you're like, "Yes!" Yes, I was yeah, out of the 10 people in the theater, I was the only one going, "Yes!" Longer. I, th- I think the girls behind us might have been mortified by what was happening. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but it was funny, right? It's hysterical. How many people haven't thought about that image in their head, right? Everybody that hates Justin Bieber. And then it's funny he takes out his his phone, he takes a a dying selfie. And makes the the, the blue steel no, look, it but we find steel. out later it's That's not right. blue steel. But he makes you know Derek's Zoolander's face, and then he dies. And that's that's just setting the tone for the movie. I thought was hysterical. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what do you think when we see Derek for the first time and Hansel for the first time, and they've been secluded? In extreme northern New Jersey and the uncharted Malibu territories. Yeah. <laughs> and they go through this whole story about how at the end of Zoolander 1, we had this happy ending. Right? I love the little thing that they had, the like the, how to fill in the 15-year gap. Yeah. That was cool. Absolutely. That was a great opening, right? It's not the story that I would have no. thought in my head, right, about his building being made of but cheap materials fixed. and it collapses and it kills his wife. Mm-hmm. I mean... So, your your mother was killed by a ton book. <laughs> what are you doing reading? Think of your mother. What mom loved to read, and she was killed by a giant book. <laughs> by a one ton book. It's just that's that's a Zoolander line. You know what I mean? Two days after it opened. Two days after it opened, because it was. We find out later that it was made of cheap materials that Mugatu. <laughs> was involved with the materials that were used. It's made the support beams were made out of popsicle sticks and rubber cement. <laughs> How did the building stand up for 2 days? I mean, if we're being honest. That was funny. But um I I enjoyed some of the additions to the cast. I thought uh Kristen Wiig did a good job. You don't really recognize that it's her. Um I thought Penelope Cruz added a character um, she was better than I thought she would be, honestly, I going agree. into it. Still, just kind of n- very shallow character. Yeah, they wanted that 
I mean, they're, they're international because she worked for Interpol. They wanted that international. That's why they picked somebody with an accent. They picked somebody that was attractive. Um, the fashion police. The fa- <laughs> she's the fashion police, ironically. Um, I guess one of my biggest beefs is that we don't get to see Mugatu for a really long time in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it got to the point where we had been like an hour or so into this movie. This movie's only an hour and 42 minutes. We were an hour into the movie, and I'm thinking... We haven't seen Will Ferrell yet. We haven't seen Mugatu yet. And if I don't see him soon, it's just going to basically be a cameo at this point. And I didn't want that to be the case. So I'm glad they brought him in soon. He got, you know, like you said, it was a nice third act for him to be a part of. But I want more Mugatu. I mean, he w- he was hilarious. Derek's funny. Hansel's a great, you know, uh, like Robin, I guess, yeah. to, Psych-tick. you know, Derek's Batman. But Will Ferrell, I think, is just hysterical. I mean, what's your take on it? So this movie is funny, right? And that's oh, yeah. what it aims to be, is just funny. It doesn't need to be a Bourne movie, right? It doesn't oh, no. need to be the Bourne conspiracy. It's <laughs> the Bourne <laughs> zoo. <laughs> so it, it's, it's, it's funny, and it accomplishes that. It does what it, it aims out to do. Mm-hmm. And it tells in an entertaining story along the way. And in Zoolander fashion, what we've come to expect is a ton of cameos, right? With the with the first movie, and this movie is no different. We get Susan Boyle, Billy Zane. Uh, what's the dude's name uh, from Cosmos? The smart guy. I don't know. I don't know what his name is. I don't know. Some some smart but... guy. And we we get tons of cameos along the way. We get John Malkovich in this movie. <laughs> Uh, we get Sting. It's it's just it's you know, and a lot of these you can't even you can't even name. There's so many cameos you can't even name the cameos. Looking at the credits, like himself, 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 himself. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I mean, Ariana Grande was in it. I think your uh, your fiance was pointing out that Demi Lovato was pictured. At and one Miley point. Cyrus. It was just a photo of them, but mm-hmm. you know they're making cameos in the movie. Susan Sarandon, Keith Kiefer Sutherland, Kiefer Sutherland, Kiefer Sutherland was hysterical. <laughs> I didn't I didn't catch. I caught um, Willie Nelson, mm-hmm. but I didn't catch Lenny Kravitz. And I he was another picture. Was he okay? Yeah. And I didn't catch Macaulay Culkin. I didn't catch him either. Okay, it doesn't say; it just says as himself. But I mean, the purpose of the cameos, right, is that a high fashion model like Derek Zoolander, or being in the situation that he's in, just like in the first one, you have to integrate it into pop culture, Mm -hmm. right? And and these are people that he would be around, that people he would know of or in circles with. So they do a really good job, again, Katy Perry, that's Mm -hmm. another one, they do a really good job. Benedict Cumberbatch is in this too, by the way. But Benedict has a role, Uh and it's a really odd role. I mean, I hope he didn't actually shave his eyebrows for this role. It's a really odd role for Benedict but they do a good job of integrating Derek's fictional character into real pop culture by all these cameos. You know, mm-hmm. and of course, if he's that type of a fashion model, he would be in these circles with these people. So it adds to the as sat. What is the word? Sat satirical or satirical or satire? Sat- sat- satirical. Yes, as satirical as this movie is. They do a really good job of adding realism to the movie mm-hmm. by immersing it in real pop culture with all these cameos of people playing themselves. Mm-hmm. So, again, interesting. They kept the same humor. It was as I expected. The story was a little different than I thought, not necessarily in a bad way, 
I just I wouldn't have killed somebody with a book. So I didn't and- expect that whole the the building collapsed and it was literally a, a bigger version of the model with all of the stuff that was there. So it was it's it's a it's a fine story for a comedy movie, right? Right. I mean, what do you this movie is what I expected it would be. It was more Zoolander. So I I talked to you before how I kind of like just kind of skimmed over a review and they gave it like, you know, a six or a seven or something like that. Out Reviews of are awful for it. From yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's more of the same thing. But I'm like, that's exactly what I want to hear. Mm-hmm. I want to see more of the same. There were great callbacks to the original Zoolander. Right. Uh, there were, you know, cameos that were kind of reprising their role. We we got the line from Mugatu. I think the last oh, line from Mugatu. Very end, yes. <laughs> that we were both just like, yes! Um, <laughs> it, this movie is good. Like it's not bad by any any means. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But it it so that's what Zoolander one. is. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you look at it quite honestly. Ben Stiller's acting in this movie was pretty good, because yeah, definitely. He, he was a hermit crab. <laughs> I mean, he, <laughs> I'm gonna crawl back into my planetarium. <laughs> in this movie, he was the he acted like a dude that was. Out of the limelight and completely disconnected for 15 years, right? Yep. He acted like that. And it was hilarious because, well, A, he had a gorgeous goatee and oh, luscious yeah. hair. But had a little Killer. streak in it. <laughs> and then, but, uh, unfortunately for Hansel, right, he he had a, a huge, obviously, he's wearing this eye, like mm. this golden eagle eye patch thing. Terrible facial accident, it, yes. Yeah, horrible. I mean, what happened? It, that was because the building fell on him, mm. right? I mean, it has to be, you know, something fell on his yeah, face. Disfigured. I, mean, I mean, total two-face, right? Yeah, disfigured. Yes. And then he takes off the patch, and there's a barely recognizable <laughs> scar of, like, a, a paper cut almost. <laughs> Hilarious if it was paper cut from a big book. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that should have been the the joke on that. (coughs) So, but Stiller did a good job acting, honestly, as as this person who was changed, who lost his fire, who can't do the looks anymore. I mean, I I really appreciated it. It wasn't towards the until the end when he kind of broke back out of his shell that he was kind of like the Zoolander. Given the looks, yeah, like he, his he's completely just like expressionless a lot of the time, yeah, with his with his face, yeah. <laughs> so, but overall, it was as we expected. It was, it was the same humor, same characters. I thought it was acted real well. I I laughed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I wanted. That's what I hope to get. It's yeah. not as good as the first one. No, I mean the first one is like catching lightning in a bottle, right? It right. was just the right thing, the right time. And really, that movie kind of lived on in its DVD release and things like that. Oh, yeah. This movie will thrive in that kind of atmosphere. Yes. In the, you know, the Netflix. And, I mean, it called out Netflix twice in this yeah, movie. Yeah, it did. So it's got to be bound for Netflix very soon. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Traveler. There's nobody by that name here anymore. <laughs> <coughs> Billy Zane, how did you get here? I got your mail and your Netflix. <laughs> Oh, just it's funny. I I mean, do I recommend that this movie be viewed in a theater? It doesn't 
require a theatrical viewing by any means. Just like the first one didn't. It didn't. Correct. It didn't thrive yeah. in the box office. It thrives as a r- renting movie or Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's the name that I couldn't remember a minute ago. Oh That's really? Nice. <laughs> Sorry, I had to spit that out when I had it. Nice. But yeah, it, it's it's a movie that will live on in the home office, uh, home office, <laughs> home theater. Like yeah, if you view your, <laughs> it'll 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 live on in those. Type of scenarios where definitely you know you want to laugh, you'll put it on, kind of like Anchorman or you know Talladega Nights. Yeah. You can just put it on and watch it again. Yeah, and you don't have to be completely focused on it from start to finish. You can have it right. on in the background. You don't need exactly. to immerse yourself too much in the in the plot because, like it's I said, little, it's thin. It's directionless at times, right? But it's just joke, 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 right. joke. That's what you want. Yeah, and I mean there are legitimately funny parts. And again, like this movie, if you enjoyed Zoolander, you will like this movie. Absolutely. If you didn't like Zoolander or if you've never seen Zoolander, watch it first because you can easily watch it at home Mm -hmm. and then decide whether or not you want to go venture out to watch this movie. To me, it was a great enjoyment. I mean, I didn't feel like a wasted time. Like I've, I felt like I've wasted time in the theater before and I I didn't, yeah, Catwoman. Electric, um, oh and I I didn't feel like I had that waste with this movie. No, I felt satisfied uh, at the end of the movie because it, it didn't let me down. It, Don't it, let me down. It, it didn't exceed expectations. It it met expectations. Um, and for all the for all the reviews that are out there, just they're way too harsh movie, on it, right? Just bashing this movie like you know it's not deep enough or the plot wasn't good. What yeah. do you expect? <laughs> we know. We know. This is exactly what you... Why would we make a Zoolander 2? What possible... The way that they ended the first one was fine. Mm-hmm. What possible reason would you have for making Zoolander 2? To kill Justin Bieber. <laughs> and that in itself garners my positive review. You'll go see it again but, just for that. You'll go watch just the opening scene and then leave. <laughs> watch him get shot, rip up my ticket, and walk out. <laughs> but I, I, I just... I really wonder what they're trying to review in terms if they're trying to compare it to all the other movies that are currently out or in existence or you know on a genre level mm-hmm. maybe it doesn't hold up right but yeah why would we make a Zoolander 2 it's cuz we want more of the exact same thing and what do you really when you look at a movie right there are action movies that engage you and there are drama movies that really get you in in the characters. There are horror movies that scare you. Mm-hmm. Movies affect you at an emotional level, whether it be comedy, drama, horror, whatever. That's why there's the genre movies. Mm-hmm. Comedy, if you laugh, it succeeds. Yeah. Right? And we laughed. There was a lot of laughter in our theater for the ten people that were there. That we There were parts that were clearly funny. Mm-hmm. And that's – it works. You can't... Plots are stupid, right? What's the plot of Anchorman? Is there a plot of Anchorman? Nope. I mean, it's just like the dude loses his job to another person. He wants his job back. <laughs> I mean, what's the what's the uh, Talladega Nights, the Ballad of Ricky Bobby? What is that plot? Dude loses his job to someone else. He wants his job back. It's it's similar. What happens here? He loses his kid. He wants his kid back, but he goes. he doesn't know what to do. Well, there's so many different things going on here, whereas in those other movies that you just mentioned, it's really just one-dimensional, right? There's just that, – that's it. There's not a, a love interest, which there is here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's not There's not some kind of – you know, th- this is a, a comedy, right? But you had the 
I guess the action part of it with like the the gun sequence and you know somebody killing the world's most beautiful people. You have you know him you trying really to only cope. have one action sequence though. That opening one. Well, the, I saw the the swimming, that was pretty action fulfilled <laughs> swimming sequence. Um, and then at the very end with the lava pit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But I mean, you have somebody on on a deeper level, not just a stupid male model. It's somebody that's struggling and has struggled with the loss of his wife. The, the mm-hmm. loss of his son, mm-hmm. trying to get him back. How much more complex do you want a comedy's plot line to be? Because let me tell you, I've seen a, real, a lot of comedies and a lot of bad plots. Mm-hmm. This is not by any means an awful plot. Right. I mean, you got a lot of comedies that are just written to make a couple funny jokes, and that's it. Yep. And completely incoherent. This completely works right yeah, and they didn't write the jokes around the plot they wrote is that what i mean to say they that's what i mean to say that's a good thing <laughs> they didn't write the plot around the jokes that they had right they didn't just say i want to make this joke this joke this joke how can we fit it into the plot they wrote the plot and then you can tell they just spitballed those jokes oh, yeah. to get in there and they, the they picked the phone and called billy zane for a scene called yep. john malkovich for a scene whatever exactly so that's always nice to see. Um, I would recommend it. Again, it's like you said, it's not a movie that you have to go see in theaters. Um, but, I mean, if you like the first one, you have to see the second one. It's a rule. And you got to buy two tickets. Two. you got to rent it twice. <laughs> I better get it twice just in case I miss something. <laughs> two Netflix subscriptions required. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, this movie... If you enjoy comedy, if you enjoy any of the actors we've mentioned, Will Ferrell, Chris and Wig, she's really good. Uh, if you like, there's who's the character from Saturday Night Live that was the Fred other? Fred Armisen that was the VIP. <laughs> there's Fred Armisen. There was another guy from Saturday Night. I mean, there was a lot of characters. It's not really Fred Armisen. Let's be fair. It's a child, <laughs> and they pasted Fred Armisen's active face to it. It was funny. <laughs> it was hilarious. It's just goofy. It's a goofy movie, and that's what it sets out to be. That's what Zoolander set out to be. Mm-hmm. And it's it's worth the time just to check it out. But doesn't it kind of concern you on a, a person that likes to go see movies, right, especially at the theater, to get that type of theatrical experience? Doesn't it kind of concern you that they can put out a sequel to a, a movie that was well-liked, well-received, with a star-studded cast and garner almost no excitement that translates into ticket sales. Mm-hmm. That's concerning. It's concerning, but, I mean, at the same time, you're, your audience who goes to see this, it there are a lot of people that would go see this that want to see Daredevil, or not Daredevil, I always confuse the two, Deadpool, Deadpool instead. Yeah. Because it's an action movie, and... Honestly, I don't go to the theater very often for anything other than action. Mm-hmm. Like, it has to be something that has explosions or that will make use of the loud speakers that I want to experience. Yeah. But Zoolander was a, a movie that I wanted to go see in the theater. It was, it's been 15 years since this movie came out, and it's a movie that I watched again and again, and just recently watching it again, I still laugh. Yeah. And this movie, I will watch it again. I won't go see the theater again. No. I will sure. watch it again, though. Might have to help him out with some tickets. I mean, sales. might have to. But, I mean, it's it's worth checking out because it's funny. 
And if you're looking for a laugh, you'll get it. Yeah, and I don't know if the if you know you got a couple of deals right when uh, when you bought your yeah. copy at, at Best Buy, you got a. So I bought Zoolander two on Blu-ray, mm-hmm. and it was ten bucks. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Zoolander on Blu-ray, and it was ten bucks, and it came with a free ticket to go see Zoolander two. So for ten bucks, I got both movies. Right. It's a good deal. If you don't have the original Zoolander on Blu-ray and you want it, and he's like, hey, I'll I'll, I'll do that. I think I bought it from Best Buy. It was on sale for ten bucks. You get the ticket, you get the thing, and you're in. Right, and I got mine off of Fandango. I reserved my ticket. It was ten seventy nine with tax. I got a twenty dollar credit to Shutterfly. I don't. They do like photos and scrapbooks and things like that. And I also got a digital HD download of the first Zoolander. There you go. So again, same both movies, ten bucks. It's a cheap night out. You know, reserve it on Fandango or go to Best Buy and pick up your copy. Watch the first one. Go see the second one. Mm-hmm. Ten bucks. Yeah, I mean, you do it that way, it makes a ton of sense to, to do it. Because it's it's worth ten bucks to see both movies. Because you're going to laugh, especially if you've never seen Zoolander. But again, you have to kind of want that comedy. And maybe because of... Us growing up with it, maybe because of us having the, the DVDs and watching it when we were younger, we were more disposed to like this sense of humor that is in, that is brought. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's just a, a continuation of the of the story of of the comedy that is Derek Zoolander or what do you, what do you go by? I'm no Derek Zoolander. La- <laughs> <laughs> I'm no longer I'm no longer going to be called Derek Zoolander. I'm going to be Eric. Oolander. <laughs> you remember when they, they called his kid, his son, Fatlander, and he said, I think that's my son. He said, oh, and Will's like, no, no, they called him Fatlander. No, they just replaced the zoo with fat. <laughs> <laughs> that whole thing zoo about... was fat. That whole thing about, my son's a fat person. He's like, he's a terrible person. Well, does it make him a terrible person? I don't know. Does it make him a good person? I don't think so, but... <laughs> you gotta talk this out. There's there are funny things and Owen Wilson obviously is is good in this movie as well as you know Derek Zoolander's character but mm-hmm. you find out that Sting is his father Sting. <laughs> his idol yeah and that then we was get funny. another another look at the end actually we get Mugatu going <clears throat> off at the end uh-huh. about like he did in the first one about how everybody's taking crazy pills or it's like right. said, there's just a couple things that he said where he's just like Steve stupid you know he's <laughs> serious yeah it was hilarious and I mean we get the El Nino look at the end <laughs> yeah. by his son that was quite a look huh uh-huh wasn't as pretty as Derek's that's for sure <laughs> yeah but it did the job again ladies and gentlemen I recommend Zoolander Maybe not in the theaters, but if you enjoyed the first one, maybe. But definitely, when it comes out on Blu-ray or whatever, check it out. It's 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 a good watch. That'll, that's all I got to say about Zoolander 2. And the pantheon that is Zoolander's saga. Anything else you want to add, Mr. Dwayne? No, I'm I'm good. I It's definitely worth a watch. I, I think I'm going to actually be watching the box office. I'd like to see after the weekend... What does. the ticket sales are like. Maybe we can talk about that next week or yeah, something. Yeah, be interesting. So, as far as what I've been entertained by recently, um, <coughs> still getting over this cough. So, uh, just been keeping up on the typical stuff uh, Arrow, Flash, 
Legends of Tomorrow. And I do have to call out The Flash this week. It was amazing. Mm. Uh, it was, he went to Earth 2, which has a lot of like the doppelgangers and stuff. If you're not familiar with comics or Flash or anything like that, there's a, there are multiple Earths. He's from one Earth, and then there's another Earth that he went to that has people who are just completely different, but the same people. So it was really cool. A lot of interesting call-outs, a lot of Easter eggs. And it was, if you're a fan of The Flash and you haven't watched the show The Flash, you need to get to, you, it, every episode has been good so far of the entire series. And this one may have been my favorite, if not second favorite episode. And wow. it's just really good. So I recommend The Flash. And I haven't really watched anything else other than that yet because just haven't had a whole lot of time really to do much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be playing some more Battlefront soon because Battlefront Double XP Weekend is this weekend. So if you want to get some Double XP in. It's almost like they're trying to pull us away from our significant other on Valentine's Day, huh? Well, you know, whatever works. Uh, and the Division beta has come and gone, but there will be an open beta later on this month. Excited to try that. The Division is a fun game. I was playing with my, one of my buddies, Dan, and he's, uh, he's, I think he's been in this podcast before, actually. And he and I were playing, because we were the only two of our friends that play a lot that have the beta. And there were just some great experiences that we had that I'm really looking forward to playing again at some point with. I'm not... I'm on this game-buying hiatus right now. I've committed Mm -hmm. to not buying any games until November, but it's going to be difficult because we got The Division coming out. The Homefront beta is active right now that I'll be checking out. They just announced the release date for Quantum Break, which is going to be in April. That is one of my most look-forward-to games. Is that the one that's going to be based off the TV Well, it's going to have a TV show and a... Well, so here's how it works, from what I know is from the hero perspective, you play the game, and then the villain story takes place as like an episodic okay. show that's also self-contained in the game. So it's not something like you have to wait a week, two week, two week to watch it. You'll play it at whatever pace you want to go, mm-hmm. and then it'll give you the the other side to, to watch as well. Really interesting storytelling. I really want to check it out because I don't think there's been a game that took this approach to do uh, storytelling in that method. No, not yet. That's really what I want to see. I, yep. I, I am looking forward to to see how it does because I believe that if it's well acted and it looks fantastic, it looks phenomenal, the gameplay, there's no reason why this shouldn't be an amazing new IP that everybody needs to check out. I really want to play it, but again, it falls in that time frame where I'm not buying any games. Right. So... Uh, I, I, and that's what you got to do. And I want to avoid spoilers, too. I have to avoid spoilers, but I, I, want, I don't want to. I want to know what happens, but I want to play it and experience it on my own because I think it's going to be a unique experience. We'll be talking about this game that you bought in a little bit. But <laughs> I, that's what you got to do to generate excitement, right? There's not too much that hasn't been done already, so you can't really create something too different. Mm-hmm. But, you know, going about it, this approach with the TV show, that is different. That's generating excitement. That's going to generate sales, mm-hmm. viewers. So, yeah, it's a good job. So other than that, uh, I will be recording a another podcast with some friends t- this evening. Play some video games, the official podcast. Uh, you may have heard me last week talk about playsomevideogames.com. I've put up some articles on there. I did a review of Battlefront. Uh, the reason why I'm not buying any games right now 
until November. Uh, and a preview for Unravel, which Unravel came has come out, and I really want to play that too. That's on my list of games by November now. So uh, we'll be recording our first podcast this evening. So if you if you're interested in listening to what I have to say more specifically on video games, I will be over there. Uh, play some video games, the official podcast. Um, a couple shout-outs to some other friends of the podcast that have their own little podcasts. Jason Lacey and Lucas Rose over at Flux Deposed. Uh, check out their podcast if you enjoy movie, geeky, game discussion mixed with beer and fun talk. Uh, Lucas will be getting the Oculus Rift when it comes out, so he'll be talking about VR, which is interesting. I'm looking forward to really understanding more about that, what it brings, and his thoughts on the process. So check out Flux Deposed. And another podcast, completely different, but still recommended, is our friends uh, over at the... Oh my god, I'm, I'm blanking out. I, Denny Luce, and uh, I, his, his Twitter handle is Loose Screw. Why can't I remember his... His podcast right now, the name of it. Oh, good lord! Tap the craft, tap the craft podcast. There yes, <clears throat> Denny. I am sorry. I haven't I haven't had enough to drink recently, so I can't remember what craft beer is or what a tapper is. And I, it, I need to drink more. That's why I got sick. Me and him were talking on on Twitter and we came to the conclusion that it's because I haven't been drinking much beer recently that I got sick and I completely agree and I have to rectify that. So in doing so, I will also be listening to Tap the Craft, uh, the podcast over there. So, Flux Pose, Tap the Craft, play some video games, the official podcast, just some shout outs that I wanted to give this week as well. If you would like to reach out to the show, you can do so. That's entertaining at gmail.com. You can send us a tweet at EntertainingPod. I am over on Twitter at SithNightmare, and I'm on Xbox Live at SpiderJedi. I am also on Twitter at D-O-U-E-1-H-1, and my Xbox Live gamertag is the same. Ladies and gentlemen, that'll do it for us this evening, this week, this month. I don't know what I'm saying. It's even dark outside. <laughs> it's not even dark outside. <laughs> well, no matter what time you're listening to it, Uh, That'll do it for this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. We hope that you have been entertained.